Hello and welcome to the Sporty Scoop, a podcast made by Queen students, for Queen students and all things sports on campus and in the wider sports arena. My name is Tina Kelly, I'm a second year PPE student and I also play for the Queen's Ladies Football Team. Today we have a very interesting show. Due to restrictions we are not allowed to record in the Students' Union but today we are coming to you from our bedrooms and kitchens um, on a Zoom call. We are also joined um, today by the Queen's ladies and men's hockey team to chat a bit about the Queen's Hockey Club and how it is working during this time. I'm also joined by Laura McCann and Mark McKillen as we discuss the all-important Northern Ireland ladies game at the weekend and probably, definitely a bit of Irish rugby. (laughs) All right, let's get started. Um, A very big and warm welcome both to Erin Getty and Sam Shepherd for joining us from Queen's Hockey today. It's great to have you on the show. Um, why don't you guys just tell us a bit about yourselves, about what you're studying and how you got involved with Queen's Hockey. So Sam, if you want to start. Yeah, so my name is Sam Shepherd, as you've heard, and I'm studying a PhD in physics. Um, I sort of got involved in hockey from like high school age, I guess would be the best way of putting it. So like, I started off playing centre-back for the first years and then realized that back in that time I was a pretty big dude so put me in put me in the net <laughs> and yeah. from there sort of just kept on going and the events started playing for a club in Armagh and started seeing Queens playing at the place and they were a pretty good side compared to where I was playing at especially and so I was like when I go to university hopefully I'll end up playing for here and thankfully just fell together and I'm ended up here still. Cool thanks and Aaron, what about you? Yeah, so as you've already said, my name's Erin. I'm uh, studying for Masters at Queen's, but I've been here for my undergrad as well. And um, I think with every hockey player, the story's probably very similar. I started maybe a bit earlier than Sam, so I started at primary school at a local like Friday afternoon uh, sports club. So you just sort of went, played a little bit of everything. And from there, I found that I was actually okay at hockey. So um went into secondary school in Belfast and um, just continued playing from there. Went to various Ulster camps, was picked up through TDS, which is their talent development squads. And then um, from there as well, Queen's and Simon Bell, the ladies one. Coach has a bit of an input in who he gets to see at school matches. So there's a few um, nice words had at the end of games asking what my university options were and then we also played against Queens um, in our league with my local home club, so I knew that they were a very good team. So from that, I think the natural decision was, well, I can go and play hockey and study at a very high level. So I took the big step, moved up to the big smoke and started playing. <laughs> nice. Thanks, guys. Um, Aaron, I'll maybe I'll just start with you, um, with the Queens ladies set up in hockey. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about, like, how the Queen's Ladies uh, hockey team is set up and how the teams compete, um, how many teams there is as well. Because I know Queen's Hockey has such a, a big um, player base. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, from the ladies' side, there's five teams. Um, so from the first three to the fives. And you'll have to forgive me that I'm not, my knowledge and well-to-do on the 
teams probably below the twos isn't great, but I know um, from the ones perspective, hockey's a class as an academy sport. So we're quite well funded within Queens and play in the highest league in Ulster, which is Ulster Premier League. And then we also play in the Irish Hockey League second division. So that's EYHL2. It's a bit of a mouthful to get out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we play very high for being a student team and student teams would normally struggle because there's constant change, but we've done well over the past years and that's right through the club. So not just the ladies ones. Um, the twos have won the McConnell Shield in the past, which is their big trophy. Threes, fours and fives have won leagues. And I know at the start of this year, we had 90 freshers coming in. So wow. there was a prospect of um, trying to create more of a social team because obviously we can't keep generating teams um, just in case, God forbid, one year we don't get that same uptake. But no, we're definitely, um, the ladies club's definitely one of the bigger clubs in Queens. and. Mm. And that shows with the numbers that we're getting year in year out. Yeah, and I mean it's 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 really encouraging to hear that actually you guys still got a really big freshers intake this year despite um what's going on. Um, I think sort of that's sort of the big question is, and I'm sure COVID has definitely hit um Queens ladies hockey. Um, what has it meant, especially for you? So I know you play on the the Queens first team. What has it meant for the Queen first team and their league, um, especially playing at such a high level and, and missing training? Yeah, um, it's been quite annoying actually. With so you also have a year's grace, so few players have gone on to full time jobs and are playing their year's grace. And hockey's and you're training twice a week, sort of that escape from everything. It's probably the same that you're escaped from uni. So it has had an impact in that sense that we're not seeing each other as regularly. And it's a bit annoying because like we're more than a team. We're definitely a big uh, group of friends. So we felt the impacts of COVID at the end of last season as well. So we were on this great winning streak, 14 out of 14. And then wow. there's the season put to an end after a pretty miserable game against the Galway team where we probably didn't play great and just not the game you wanted to finish the season on so sort of mm. the league was taken away quite quickly in that sense but thankfully we were uh, crowned winners after some very tedious and robust calculations I believe from Ulster and Irish hockey so that was great and then uh, coming into the summer when pre-season normally starts everything was looking very positive we're back in doing our running sessions in the gym up at um, the dub with Mike McGurn as normal, dreading what was ahead of us for the next six weeks. And we all got through that quite successfully. We're looking in really good shape. Everybody was really optimistic. Got three games into the league again, um, going quite well, which is unexpected because we had a few changes. So we were settling in into a new team and then along comes more restrictions and lockdown. Mm -hmm. So for the past seven weeks, we've had fitness and well-being sessions. So oh. we've been meeting up, running, and then into the gym as of uh, last Friday, I suppose. And that's now I've been taking away from us too. So I'm quite lucky that I live with hockey players um, in my student house. So we can still get out and about and do a bit. But other than that, there has been very little hockey this season yeah. so far. So there has been some sort of training, just not actual stick and ball training, sort of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. And and what is sort of the aim then for the club? Hopefully, 
you know, post Christmas, we, we will see sport getting up and going again. What, what would be the aim for the Queen's ladies team to try and achieve this season? Yeah, so um, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll resume the season after Christmas. I know there's been some murmurs about maybe, oh, we'll just call it now, which would be very disappointing. But if the season gets up and running and we can roll out those matches, um, as, a high, as a high achieving team we are as the ones, I think we goal is always to um, really aim for that first spot in the Premier League and mm. EY promotion. So we've been close, um, but maybe not close enough in past seasons. So I think that's a big one for us this year. Yeah, great. Well, we, we'll definitely be rooting for you from here. Um, Thank you. Moving over to um, Sam and, and the men's teams uh, yeah. for Queen's. Um, I know the, the men's teams is not quite as big as the, as the ladies club, but tell us a bit about um, how the men's uh, work. Um, the, I think there's two teams for Queen's yeah. men's and, and just how, how they compete um, and, and at the minute how, how that's working. So, yeah, we have two men's teams at the minute, as you said yourself, and the, they compete as well. The men's ones compete in the highest Ulster League, but they have no sort of Irish League, unlike ladies, whereas the men's twos compete in junior three. Um, as I've just left the men's ones for this year, I don't really know exactly what their expectations are to make for themselves in the league, but I would say they're looking for, with the intake of players they've got in this year, probably upper mid-table, maybe even top six, mm. which would be yeah. one of our highest finishes, I think, for a long, long time recently. Um, whereas for the men's twos, um, I think after getting relegated last year on the calculations Aaron mentioned a bit um, ruthlessly, we think... Um, <laughs> We sort of think we are looking for the number one spot in that junior three league and looking for promotion, if nothing else, out of this mm-hmm. all. Again, that just depends if that happens or if we're like told there'd be no promotion relegation because of these delays. We don't really know. We're hoping to find out as soon as you sort of all hear about other sports too. But at the end of the day, we're sort of holding on tender hooks that way. Um, Aaron mentioned about the big intake of the ladies club would get, well, unfortunately the guys, we wouldn't just get 90 freshers in all the time. Uh, we would be, yeah. like we would do quite well to get 10 or 15 in, although this year has been thankfully no different to other years. It's been a, a steady number of people come in. More so actually this year, a lot of people have come in and like joined our academy programs and have joined the men's sort of like, I say elite, I mean, they made it more qualified of the players, if that's even a way to put it. So mm-hmm. we've been sort of like, blessed that way to have those sort of players come back to the squad after maybe a year out or a year working so mm-hmm. that's been a real big help for the men's ones teams to sort of push on and see what they can do of course that was then hindered by reflections coming in but yeah, yeah no of course um you mentioned there that the the twos got relegated quite ruthlessly was yeah. that um like a consequence of sort of covid coming in there and affecting your well, league or we think so, yeah, because at the end of the day, the twos, they had a few games left in hand, but at the time, because of versus records and all that there, they were being relegated in, like, second bottom spot. So if they had the chance to play those games, they think they wouldn't have went down. But at the same time, okay. obviously, obviously you can't play those games with COVID going on, so it means that you sort of have to rely on the calculations and hence the yeah. really part of it. But at the end of the day, it's their own real fault for not really putting enough points <laughs> to the board. But Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. No, definitely, though, still, still disappointing, I'm sure, oh, for the men's team yeah, um, with um, COVID. And I'm actually quite surprised to hear that there was some promotion relegation in hockey because we've been chatting about football and stuff in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And, I, you know, most football leagues, they just said, you know, look, we're not going to do promotion relegation this season. Okay. So um, it seems very ruthless that um, they would allow COVID to, 
perfect that um but yeah um thank thank you for um chatting there um sam and um does the men's teams um they play in northern ireland level then as you were saying yeah um, just the ulster level is right there's no so ulster, yeah okay yeah. and i think i actually probably meant to ask this to both you is does Queen's Hockey like play in varsity hockey? Um, do you play mm-hmm. against universities or how does that yeah. work? So Sam, yeah. I'll start with you. Okay, so like the varsity system for like hockey is a little bit different than some other sports, especially some other like countries as well. Because I mean, what we do here, we have one weekend for inter-varsity competition normally. And you would go down for the one weekend, you would play like a round robin or a group stage. And then whoever would end up in certain positions would go for the final or play the relegation match or just not have a game the next day. So there's very limited amount maybe of inter-varsity sport for hockey, especially when it comes to like that sort of serious one weekend. It can just, you know, it depends who's free yeah. and who's not free. So it's, it's kind of hard to maybe just have a reliable outgoing or showing at the varsity teams. Mm-hmm. And is that similar for the ladies then, Erin, as well? Yeah, so it's exactly the same. So it's a chance actually for the men's and ladies club to come together. So we're all down uh, the one weekend. We play our matches, get to watch each other, which is great get to socialise a bit more instead of just sort of saying hello as we walk off the pitch on a Saturday. Um, so yeah, same format. We go down and we play and sort of divided it up into more like of an elite tier and a let's go and enjoy yourself tier. So um, okay. we've been playing in the elite um, side of it. I think the men got relegated last year. Whether that's, good, <laughs> whether that's a good or a bad thing. Um, for them or for the club, I'm not too sure, but no, it's definitely good fun. And then I think it's also important to mention that there's also mixed varsity, so it's a chance for players outside of maybe the first teams um, to play some more hockey further on in the season as a mixed uh, or inter varsities idea. So we got to host that last year up at Upper Malone just before the restrictions and COVID sort of all came into play. So that's great, again, where you get to meet a lot of other people and play against other universities that you maybe wouldn't get the chance if you're not in that wider one, two sort of squads. Yeah, well, it sounds great. Um, thank you very much. And then you sort of just mentioned there, like going down for the weekend, it sort of has a bit of a social element to it as well. And um, obviously it must be really difficult to, you know, socialise at the minute as a club, but Tell us a bit about, you know, what Queen's Hockey on a, on a normal year, how a, a social year would look like at Queen's Hockey. Sam, do you want to start this one off? Um, sure, I can take it away then. Um, so typically the guys sort of have like a planned calendar. I say planned calendar, there's no fixed dates on it like out there. It's not like constant dates something through there, but we have sort of our events we want to have throughout the year. And some of them are, well, most of them actually are with the girls' club. I think I'm a Christmas dinner and like the end of season formal and also we have quite a, like a interwoven social calendar, I suppose, mm-hmm. that way for big events. Smaller things like um, things like pub golf and our pub crawls and all we would do the odd time. It just depends who's available. If the girls' club or something else, then they won't be coming. If they are available, they'll come along too. It just sort of depends on availability in that sense. But definitely our sort of big events would be Christmas dinner and then like the end of season formal, which previous years have been huge, which has been really enjoyable to see from like our point of view as committee members, I'm sure. And just being able to look at it and going like they're having a really good time and they're actually mingling and not just saying as two separate bubbles or two separate yeah. <laughs> COVID terminology coming in there. Two separate <laughs> sides. So there's no, like, there's no, women's, no women's club and there's no men's club. There's just, there actually is a bit of interaction between the two. 
Okay, cool, great. And Erin, then I'd assume it's very similar for the ladies because as Sam has said, it's yeah. very interwoven. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, um, definitely very similar. I think maybe as because we have so many members, um, a lot of social events would maybe happen in teams again. So the ones that have events, twos, threes, right down. Um, but yeah, so Christmas dinner, end of season formal, in the season formal are definitely um the the big events on the calendar as Sam said. Um I think for the girls as well or sorry the ladies teams, we always like to have that social event with other teams. So um mm. we always have a rugby hockey pub crawl which is always great fun. Maybe oh. Sam, Sam's laughing. Um, <laughs> hockey ones aren't too keen or too fond of that from the men's side, but we do have interaction outside of just a hockey club as well so um yeah but that's that's great um thank you very much um then i just i just want to actually just ask erin some questions um and i know that um you have a few caps for ireland seniors um and on a hockey level which is um incredible so and congratulations on that um but just tell us a bit about then how you know elite hockey has been affected by by COVID at the minute. I mean, you say you're not playing any uh, hockey for Queens at the minute, but are you playing any hockey for Ireland either? Yeah, so unfortunately, it's sort of had a hit as well. Um, under the legislation, the seniors were classed as elite because they're going to the Olympics. So they've been allowed to train, which is very nice. I'm sort of in that halfway house between, I'm not quite in the seniors and I'm in sort of an underage bracket, so um, we don't quite fall under that. So fortunately, I haven't had a lot of hockey uh, recently, which is annoying. But I think also on this point, it's very um, important to like highlight the work that Queens are doing to make sure that we're still staying on top of stuff. So I'm also part of the Elite Athlete Programme um, that's given out to Queens for the Elite Athlete. So they've um, did very well and have jumped every hurdle, had every argument that they probably possibly can to ensure we're still able to train as elite athletes. So that's across all the sports, um, which has definitely been very, very helpful. But yeah, in the short, no hockey, unfortunately, and it has taken a hit. But um, there's a, an argument for every reason why we are and we aren't. And mm, of probably one that we don't have time to get into or I'd be here all day. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you very much, Erin. Um, it's great to have, I love having um, Ireland internationals and, and stuff on the on the call. Um, yeah, and I think the last question just about the club before we get started on our game is just, well, how do I get involved? Um, do, is there a, a Facebook or an Instagram or how to, who do I message? Fair enough for you. Yeah, so um, maybe that's where my role sort of comes in um, as a member of the ladies committee. So we have Instagram, we have Facebook and we have a Twitter page. The Facebook and Twitter is more ran by um, the Queen's Hockey members of staff and the Instagram pages. Well, the ladies one anyway, we have a little bit more freedom on that. So there's a greater insight into um, what goes on apart from actually us just playing hockey. Yeah, the men's club will be kind of the same. If I was just continue off from where I was point there, we have an Instagram page as well, uh, which is we have more freedom with. And then I don't think we've used the Twitter in a long time, but we have the Twitter. And then Facebook, if you just contact the QUB sort of hockey Facebook, they'll direct you from there if you wanted to ask any more questions or anything. 
you want to ask us yourselves, sort of, you go to that sort of avenue of route and we can usually get in contact from there. Okay, great. Thank you guys very much. This has been a great chat. Uh, I've learned a lot more about Queen's Hockey. Um, and we really, really do hope the club will, you know, have some sort of um, good side come out of this post-Christmas. But let's get into our game. Um, so our game this week, it's, it's called Don't Scoop All Your Eggs Into One Basket. It goes with our sporty scoop theme. Um, so essentially, just for uh, listeners at home, this game is a bit like the million pound drop. This week, we have had to change the game a little bit as we are not in the studio. So for listeners at home, there are three bowls labelled A, B and C in front of me, as well as 12 Christmas bubbles because, you know, it's time to get into the Christmas theme. Um, I'm going to ask Aaron and Sam a question and there will be three possible answers, A, B and C. And they will instruct me to place the Christmas bubbles into whichever bowl or bowls they think is most likely to be the answer. After three questions, we will uh, see how many Christmas bubbles you guys have left. And that number will then go on to our club leaderboard. Our current club leaderboard is looking pretty good. So we've had three teams in so far. Um, at the top is the QB Paddle Sports Club with three points. Second is the Ultimate Frisbee Club with uh, two points. And third at the minute is QB Wake, which is the wakeboarding club. Um, and they are sitting third with just one point. So I can guarantee today that if you get at least one point on the board, you guys are going to go third. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so good luck. And you guys, you're allowed to confer over the call. And you have about a minute for each question. And then you guys have to lock in your answer. And um, we, we'll see how many um, Christmas bubbles you have left from that question. So the first question, um, it's all about recent sport, by the way. So okay. um, <laughs> The first question, um, the Northern Ireland ladies played an important Euros qualifier this week against Belarus, where they clinched a 3-2 victory. But what minute was the winning goal scored? Was it A, the 60th minute, B, the 70th, or C, the 80th minute? I think it was pretty um, late. I think so too. And I, I could probably, I could tell you the goal scorers. Uh, I, I think it's pretty nice. I remember like looking at like the pictures of the newspaper afterwards. I also have written wildly, so I'm yeah. pretty late on. I'm not sure if I don't think it's sixty then. Yeah. I just don't no. know. So you can use us for assistance if you want, but I'm not too sure on this one. Well, what do you yes. think then, Lauren, as well then? But I know the answer, so I don't know if I'm uh, allowed to say. It. I think Maybe I you could just blink your eyes if we say the answer. <laughs> <before time. laughs> Blink your eyes a number of times and we'll go flat many minutes. <laughs> I don't well, think you were right. Yeah, uh, you were okay. right in Rule of Night 60. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so later the better then, you think? Or somewhere in the middle? <laughs> I'd say put eight bubbles in the later. Mm, no, maybe go half and half. No, I don't You'll know. Go seven and five. <laughs> At least yeah. got, I think seven and five, not too bad. So we'll okay, seven, seven and five. five. Did they not need two nil at the start, did they? Or have I got that wrong? Seven, <laughs> yeah. seven in which one? Seven and the eighty, I think, Aaron. Yeah. So yeah. C. Okay. So. And then five. Seventy. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. We'll give that a you can fill all the. You leave one blank. You can put in all the boxes if you if you want to be safe. But. Ah, I think we'll be all right. Leave <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> None of this guaranteed stuff. <laughs> okay. So, are you guys happy enough for that? So, I'm gonna bring the ball closer to the screen so you guys are sure. So there's. Seven, this is C, uh, C, so there's seven in here. Okay. Um, B, there is five. Oh, I just lost my label for B. 
Um, anyway, so to tell you guys what the answer is, um, the goal was scored in the 70th minute. Okay, <laughs> so, so we have the five. So at least you've still got five, so that yeah. comes down to our next one, so I'm going to get rid of all of these. Um, Goodness sake, Aaron. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So the next question. Um, so you've got, you've got five left um, for your second question. So um, Mickey Hart, who was the previous Throne uh, Gaelic manager, um, has recently just stepped down from Throne, but has recently been appointed manager of what county? Is it A for Mana? No. Any goal or C live? Uh, I don't know. If I hope for Calvin somewhere in there, because I'm like, I heard something about that. But uh, no, <laughs> um, this is a real bad question for me. <laughs> I can rule one. I'll rule one out for you. I'll rule out. It's not Donny Gall. I'm sure you probably knew that anyway, but it's not. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donny Gall, right? Okay. So uh, the other options were Fermanagh and Louth. Yeah. And Louth. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Fifty fifty chance there and all in one. So, so I think they're a division they're a division four side, so he's went they say it's almost the equivalent of going from Man United to Scunthorpe, if you think of it that way. So. Right. <laughs> Are Fermana any good? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> or, or life any good? Like I'm trying to teach the of of that, but I've no idea. Again, I can say nothing on this. The only Gaelic I knew from the weekend was that Dublin beat our man, the senior ladies. <laughs> I feel, I feel I should really help these. Should I help them so they stay in the game? Because I do know the answer, but no, oh, yeah. I don't, no, well, I won't. Wait, we've no, got I'll let them go first. Let them go. Right. Do we have yeah, one they, point on the board already? Then with our first so answer, got, it's, it's how many Christmas bubbles you have left. So five. So if you want to, if you want to um, go equal first, you need to bring at least three into the next round. Is what I'm saying. So, um, what are you leaning towards? I'm leaning towards uh, Fermanagh. Uh, I think it's the other way, maybe. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Can you put like break one of the balls in half and put two? <laughs> 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 uh, Go second on two and a half points. <laughs> what do you think, Aaron? Well, we'll just I think. I'll, I'll go. I'll go with you then. Well, I, I'm just your... guessing as well, so we'll go three. Well, and we'll two go with then, your so we'll... guessing, three and two. Are you happy enough then? We'll try that. Yeah. Don't blame me for we're going with Fermanagh. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're going to go for. Um, so are going with County Lies. Okay. So Aaron's just shifting the blame to me. That's all she's doing. Clever. So I can um, reveal that Mickey Hart has recently been appointed manager of County Lies. Sam, I told you. Sorry, Aaron, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the self-belief we need it now? So, you guys have two left then for your final question, so you can go big or go home here. Um, right. So, the last game, Ireland won the weekend against Georgia in a very underwhelming uh, performance. Uh, Georgia managed to score their first Autumn Nations try and ended the game with 10 points. But what was the final result of the game? Was this it 23-10? B seventeen ten or C twenty six ten. Oh flip! I don't know. What do you think? I think it's A twenty three ten. I don't think me and Lord are of help here. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I actually. Yeah. No. 
I actually don't know. No, I'm putting self-doubt, but I'm nearly sure it's 2310. Yeah, so are you leaning towards putting both of them in A for 23? What are you saying again, Aaron? What are the options was... again? Sorry. What, what, sorry, what was that, Sam? What were the options again, sorry? The options, sorry, the options were A, 2310, B, 1710, or C, 2610. Well, everything is A, don't you? I think you're kind yeah. of right. But do you want to go one and one, or do you want to go two and zero? One and one, because now I'm doubting myself. It was definitely 20-something, <laughs> 10. It definitely was 10, but... Well, yeah, because we got told that. We'll put the obvious out there. Um, that is a 2 and 0 to get second spot. If you split, you're going to be. I want second spot, Aaron. I want second spot. Right, uh, go 2310. Go... Yeah, let's go. Let's go for I think it. You just have to gamble. Go let's big. go 2310. Yeah, okay. Go big. Cool. So oh, there right. is two in A for 2310, and B and C are both um, no, nothing in them. So I can. Tell you that Ireland at the weekend won 23 10. Oh. Yes, <laughs> nice job, guys. Well done. And um, that puts you joint second on our leaderboard with the ultimate frisbee team with two uh, Christmas balls left. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been a great uh time. Um, just chatting with you guys and, and playing again. Uh, really thankful for you guys um coming on. Um, and we wish you both. The Queen's ladies and Queen's men's, and um, good luck for the rest of the season. Thank, oh, thank you, you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Is right. Thank you. Well, what an interview that was. It was great to have Aaron and Sam um, chatting. But um, I'm now joined with Lauren and Mark, um, and we're just chatting a bit about sport at the weekend. So, guys, what about Irish Premiership this weekend? Tell me more. It's a very chaotic week again. There's a change at the top. Lauren are now top of the league after 2 0 win over Coleraine. Linfield suffered a shock defeat to Warren Point Town, the first time they've ever beaten Linfield. So that was pretty one of the most exciting weeks to date so far, I think. Yeah, I definitely impressed <laughs> for Warren Point Town as well, being yeah. Linfield. Yeah. Yeah, it moves them further up the table as well. Obviously, they'll be keen to avoid relegation this season, considering. It's such a tight league at the moment. Um, as a Cliftonville fan, I have to say, nice win for us, 5-0 yeah. over Portadown. But they're, um, they're going to struggle this season. Um, I was at the game, thankfully. I was allowed to attend as one of the media, but um, they nice. were great. Must like, be one of your first ones back, is it? Yeah, it was It was strange. You know, normally a 5-0 win for Cliftonville, like everybody would be up cheering. It was really odd. Nobody there to celebrate, but... Considering Cliftonville's recent form, you know, we reverted to a back four and it really served us well. Um, I thought we played really well. Portadown weren't great. Their goalkeeper in particular had a few howlers, but yeah. um, it was an important win, especially considering, you know, Glenn Torn obviously had a big win as well over Dungannon and they have a few games in hand trying to climb up the table. So it is a really interesting league. Obviously, Lauren, that was a big result for them yeah. away to Coleraine, you know. They've kind of fallen off the pace a bit. I think they haven't won in four, and it's kind yeah. of like our Lauren going to be the big challengers uh -huh. this season as opposed to Coleraine. Yeah, because Lauren had Crusaders, uh, Cliftonville, and Coleraine, and some of the ones that Lauren, they were even hoping to get like six points from those games, but to have nine, they won all three of them, and they didn't mm -hmm. beat any of those teams last season, so it's a pretty big step up this year. 
yeah, yeah, especially home and away. You know, yeah. beating them was going up to Coleraine. It's always a difficult game, yeah. but Davy McDade, the difference mm-hmm. again. <laughs> then the, the kind of shield against Glentoran. I'm starting to get worried about Glentoran now because I know they were bottom of the league, but I still there's there's a lot of positive signs. I think there they start like, the three all draw with Winfield, and then obviously five one against Dugan and Swiss. Yeah, I think it's really starting, their team starting to settle, you know, obviously they had Bobby Burns injured, which was really unfortunate, his leg break, but a lot of the new signings have come in and they're starting to bet in. Jade Only got to at the weekend and, you know, the likes of Bigger Romana is coming in, playing well, Gorman assisted one of the goals, so they'll obviously be a big threat, it's going to be an entertaining game, you know, Glenn Tornar normally is quite a yeah. good game. Um, Mick McDermott's comments um, at the weekend as well have spiced things up a bit you know obviously him complaining that it's going to be held at Seaview apparently a plastic pitch favours Lauren <laughs> and apparently he, the Glen Torn should have followed Balamina's lead and just pulled out of the competition but I think he's just getting his excuses yeah. ready in case you know Lauren spring <laughs> an upset their first yeah. cup final in 15 years yeah. it's going to be a big occasion it's really sad there's going to be no fans yeah it's not um, often someone's in a cup final and they're like saying I wish I was different it, it, I think it's a bit of an inconvenience it's a different Lauren are really up for it and Glen Torn seemingly don't care really that much yeah <laughs> especially you know obviously they won the Irish Cup last year I think considering how their league form's going the cup competitions are going to be their best bet at doing well this season yeah. um, Lauren as well you know they'll be really eager to get a trophy after as I've said 15 years without being in a cup final yeah. so it's set up as a really interesting game as Mick McDermott thinks a plastic pitch will favour Lauren I'm not so sure considering yeah. most of the away games Glen Torn the teams they face are on plastic pitches yeah. but it will be an interesting game Bit weird a cup final with no yeah. fans at all. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Irish Cup yeah. could have. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for a lot. Quite a, you know, a, almost like a home victory, you know, yeah. you know, winning but not having any way to celebrate yeah. in front of fans, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I was... mean, talking about Seaview, I mean, um, what about Northern Ireland this week from the ladies? I mean, pretty impressive against yeah. Belarus. They had to give us a bit of a scare before, you know. I kept sure, checking the updates because the, the coverage of the game wasn't great. Obviously, the BBC came out after and had to apologise because yeah. it just it was <laughs> awful. Um, but, you know, thankfully they got the win. It wasn't easy. Um, Belarus, a good side, but, you know, to show the spirit to be pegged back twice and to still come away, um, push till the end and get the win was crucial, yeah. you know. The likes of Emily Wilson was making her debut and she didn't look out of place. You know, she had the one saved before um, McGuinness then came in with a follow-up. She looked really good. And, you know, the players they brought on as well. It's a really exciting Northern Ireland squad. They've a good, I think they have a good blend of youth and experience. And, you know, yeah, Rachel, definitely. Yeah, Rachel Furness is just amazing for them. You know, scored the penalty and was just instrumental all evening. And I think getting to the playoffs a chance at least to get the major tournament is what this team deserves. You know, they've really bought into Kenny Shields' ideas, really transformed the setup. You know, the mentality is they're going to go out and win these games. Like, they have to get to the playoffs now, whereas mm-hmm. in previous years you were like, oh, are Northern Ireland even really going to pick up any points yeah. in these kind of qualifiers? So, obviously, 
Tuesday is a massive game that can't be underestimated, even though they beat the Faroe Islands 6-0 away. It's still, you know, a home leg. If Faroe Islands are coming over, they're going to sit deep and be compact, I presume. So Northern Ireland are really going to have to work hard to try to break them down. But considering the talent in that squad and if Kirsty McGuinness is scoring as she normally does, I think they'll be... Mm they'll be well placed to make it to the playoffs and then who knows from there, you know, a one-off game as we've seen yeah. with Northern Ireland yeah. men. Yeah. It's, it's exciting for ladies football, I have to say. Um, you know, um, like we were talking about, you know, the men's team crashing out a couple of weeks ago, but actually the Northern Ireland ladies team are like on the cusp of making, you know, football history over here, which yeah. is, is exciting. And um, Tuesday's def- Tuesday night's definitely going to be a big game. Um, and hopefully... As, as we said, like Northern Ireland, you know, they've beat the Faroe Islands before 6-0 away and they, they should, you know, you know, home home uh, ground as well, you know, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for ladies football. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm, I'm a footballer myself, you know, I yeah. know you are too, Lauren. Um, and it's not often in recent yeah, years you've yeah. been so excited for a women's game, you know, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. on the international stage yeah. when you think Northern Ireland actually have a great chance of going an through. An actual chance, yeah. And, yeah. I know. Um, no, it, it is it is great for ladies football and, and hopefully um, the coverage will actually be a bit better. This week. I know, <laughs> yeah. I I know oh, man, there was, there was terrible coverage. I mean, there was so much, I've seen so much over my Facebook outrage about how, you know, the coverage was actually better from Belarus. But yeah, when it's, <laughs> you know, it's in our own city. You really can't seem to yeah. get it right, you know. Well, it's, like, uh, it's every week, whether it's an Irish league or this, there's always something. Like, they still need to get sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, the loss of Demi Vance might, it, it's obviously a downer after the game. You know, she came out and said, um, she's done her ACL, which will be a big blow. She's, I think, she's played every minute in the campaign. Obviously, Simone McGill isn't involved. You know, mm-hmm. one of the only professionals. I think that's what you have to remember as well. But this Northern Ireland squad, you know, unlike the men, most of them are. Well, some of them obviously have made the staff into professional football, but it's not the same wages oh, they're yeah. getting paid. And many of them are still in the Irish League and, you know, part-time. So it's just so commendable to see them get so close. Yeah, definitely. And and hopefully, you know, this might see, uh, you know, an investment in ladies football in Northern Ireland as well. You know, it's really encouraging. Um, you know, hopefully we can see more happening grassroots and, and just encouraging, you know, young young Northern Irish girls just to get more involved in the sport um, if our our ladies team can can do well. Um, so yeah, it's an exciting time for Northern Ireland ladies football, especially uh, after, you know, the disappointment a couple of weeks ago with the men's team. And um, another, it's not... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. I, I was really glad oh, to no. talk about that. I was really glad to write here towards the other Irish team, but maybe we'll leave that for a minute. <laughs> I was going to say the same, unfortunately, the same can't be said of Ireland rugby. It's been uh, going through a bit of a period of disarray. <laughs> Talk to yeah, us. I mean, the Autumn Nations has been a, an interesting tournament, I have to say. Um, yeah, it's been disappointing for Ireland. I know Andy Farrell came out um, and said, you know, it was it was a very disappointing victory at the weekend against Georgia. Um, I mean, we saw, you know, England open the tournament and beat Georgia 40-0 and then you know, we could only beat them 23 10. Um, it's kind of a statement when yeah. from England then just yeah. kind of. Oh, shows yeah. For, I mean, yeah. I mean, I hate, everybody to say it, I hate to say it, but England are really on fire at the minute. And I hate to say it because I'm not a big <laughs> England fan, as you can probably tell. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, Ireland's been interesting. I mean, they obviously lost a few, they lost Sexton, you know, after the first opening game, which is probably um, quite quite a big loss um, for the last two games, especially, you know, not only our kicker, but also our captain. Um, and James Ryan, you know, stood up and, and captained um, the lads in the last two games. Um, the England game last week was disappointing in itself, this week as well. I mean, I'm not really sure what foul, you know, I'm talking about Farrell, I'm talking about our coach Farrell, because, you know, his son has But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what Farrell was aiming, you know, to do in this tournament. It doesn't really seem like Ireland went out to win the tournament in some ways. Is it kind of a transitional tournament after, you know, the disappointment yeah. of the Six Nations? Is he kind of exactly. tran different formations, yeah, new personnel? It definitely seemed, definitely seemed like that. Um, because, you know, a lot of players, you know, got their debut and stuff over the last mm. couple of games, you know, which is, I mean, it has been great for some English, or English, for some <laughs> young Irish players coming up, you know, um, you know, Keenan, Hugo Keenan, I mean, he played his debut in just before the Autumn Nations in um, the Six Nations game against Italy and, you know, played, um, scored two tries in his debut, nearly got a third, but was unfortunately disallowed, but, um you know, he, he, you know, he is a, an exciting player for the future. Um, you know, also James Blue, he's um, an adopted Kiwi, you know, as, um, <laughs> you know, Ireland, um, you know, the international rule, if you, you live in the country for three years, you qualify to play for them. So it is exciting, you know, possibly young players coming up, but you also want to see them win and you want to see them win well. And um, maybe, you know, the experienced players still need to be on the team you know Sexton is a miss Stockdale I think Stockdale was a, a miss last week against England he didn't start and then came on and he scored you know which was you know I was sort of wondering why he did start in the first place but um yeah I mean I find it tough as a as an Irish rugby fan um watching them uh lose especially against England and um unfortunately the performance at the weekend, although it was a victory, we can't exactly win the, the cup. So we were playing for third place now, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the kind of truncated um, Six Nations campaign kind of had an impact on Farrell's decision? Because obviously that was meant to be completed way before and then he could have kind of focused on the Autumn Nations, whereas mm, now yeah. the Six Nations and the turnaround's just been so quick. Do you think he's kind of thought... Yeah, I need to give I mean, some players a rest and it's not really the big focus at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it definitely probably did play a part in it because, I mean, Six Nations was exciting there for the last couple of games in Halloween because Ireland still had a chance of winning it. Um, but unfortunately couldn't pull off a performance against France. And I say like France have been really impressive this year. You know, they've they've come out with a squad that I haven't seen for a very long time. Um I have heard, you know, they're, they're going to be missing some big players for their final against England, which will be unfortunate because I can't root for England. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think possibly, yeah, definitely, you know, playing a late Six Nations in autumn is maybe what played into this Autumn Nations. Um, but, you know, I do have, I still have high hopes for Ireland in, in the Six Nations tournament coming up in February, you know crazy to talk about a tournament that's just finished it's never would we've foreseen this but um at yeah. least it gives them a chance to kind of get over the disappointment quickly because if they prepare for another tournament so quickly yeah. in the corner i mean 
I mean, it's not it's not the Ireland team I knew two years ago, you know, where they went out and beat New Zealand, the All Blacks, mm-hmm. before Christmas. But, you know, with a new coach now, Farrell, and, you know, I, I do think there is some young blood coming up into the team. And, and, and it could get a bit exciting. It, it might mean a few losses and stuff, unfortunately, for a while. But um, hopefully, you know, February 2021, you know, we can really just go out there and, and put out a performance. But um but not not very impressive though at the weekend though. So um hopefully, you know, Irish <laughs> rugby can get back together because I mean they used to be so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they were we were we were number one in the world for and um, in terms of writers, I feel that like I want to just give a wee, must send my thoughts to Athlone Town there, who were in the semi-finals of the FAI Cup last night, and they lost eleven nil to Dundalk. <laughs> so <laughs> we talk about disappointing victories, but I think eleven nil in football that's maybe <laughs> taking it too. Yeah, damn, eleven nil. But, but when you look at when you look at Dundalk at the moment in the Europa League, you know, <laughs> compared to that Athlone Town. So. <laughs> I know Athlone. Bang in the middle of Ireland as well. <laughs> well, um, anyway, guys, it's been a brilliant show. I mean, it's been great chatting to you guys. I mean, I love talking about football the weekend, even if it's about my beloved Ireland. Um, <laughs> but yeah, our our first our first recording outside of the studio, I think it's gone pretty well. It's had a fantastic show. Um, a massive thank you to both Erin and Sam from Queen's Hockey for joining us. Um, and Queen's Hockey now also goes second on our on our leaderboard, which is great for them. And thanks again to you guys, Mark and Lauren. And also a thank you to Mark McKibben, um, who is behind all our Zoom recordings today and putting it together. Um, but yeah, what a show. And that's all from this week. And I hope to see you guys next week.